Hey, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Pei Hei, number 85 in Psachim. Daf Pei Hei. We'll start from the 15th line. We just mentioned that on Friday that we'll start on the 15th line of today's daf, which begins with the, which has the middle of, the, middle of that line, Meisvei. What was the discussion? Rabbi Yochan Rish Lakish had the following machlokas. An aver, a limb. And again, we learned for a four shleimah for Tovamir and Bastvar Mindel. Uh, an aver, a limb that had meat, kazayas uh, basar, in one place, but it didn't have it in the other place. Can you break it? Can you break the bone in the place where there is no meat? Aver, she'en love kazayas basar, b'makam zeh, but there is meat somewhere else. Rabbi Yochanan says there's still an iser of shvir, etzim of etzim lo sishpur, you can't break the bone. And Meshlaki said there is no iser there. So Rabbi Yochanan, Gemari asked, Rabbi Yochanan asked a series of questions on Rish Lakesh, and this is the last question that the Gemari asks on him. This is really the mission that we're going to learn today on Ahmed Bey's. The mission says like this, an Aver, a limb, we know the carbon Pesach is, is Kachim Kalim. As such, it has to be eaten within Yerushalayim. As we'll see, it has another rule to it also, that it can't eat it outside of the place that was designated for that group. You can't even take it to another house or within a house to a different place where another Chabura is, is uh, eating their carbon Pesach there. You have to eat it in its spot. So you can't, if you take it outside of the Mechitza, whatever uh, carbon it is, even if it's not a carbon Pesach, it becomes Pesach. So for example, Kache Kachem, which says, Bachatzar Oel Moed Yochlua, Pesach says by Kache Kachem, that you have to eat it inside Mokam Kodoshi Achel, Kodosh Kodoshimhi, and another place says Vachatzar by, by uh, Chatos, it says Vachatzar Al Moit. You've got to eat it in the Azara. That's the place where the Kohanim eat Kotche Kotchim. Kotchim Kalim can be eaten anywhere in Yushalayim because it says Veis Chazetufa by Korban Torah, it says Veis Shoka Tumatochel Mokam Tahor, a place which is Tahor pure. Meaning a place where you're not allowed to have tumah there. You can't have tumah shlaim. So a mitzora, for example, has to leave all three machnos: the machne kuna, levia, and the machne yisrael, which is the equivalent of Yerushalayim. In other words, in the in the uh, in the midbar, you had machne kuna, levia, and machne yisrael. In the in uh, in Eretz Yisrael, we have the uh, makom. The um, the machne kuna is the azora. And then you have Har Habayis, which is the Machne Levia. And then you have the whole city of Yerushalayim, which is the Machne Yisrael. Uh, Matzar has to be sent out of all three Machnas because he's totally Tomei. He can't be in any of them. So when the Pasuk says, by Kachim Kalib, a Makam Tahor, Tochel Makam Tahor, we mean in Yerushalayim. So if Kachim left the Azara, which is its perimeter, its partition is the walls of the Azara, or Kachim Kalim left the walls of Yerushalayim, which are its partition. We have a problem here. The, the animal becomes puzzled. So Meisve, like this. We're going to have like this. This is really the next mission. If you look at the base, we're going to learn it today. A limb that left its... Uh, part of the limb left its partition... Uh, which is, let's say, Yerushalayim, in the case of Karben Pesach, Chotech, you cut the meat, in other words, what do you do now? The part of the limb that left is puzzle, yet the other part is kosher. We'll talk about, isn't it, is it Tomei or not? But if it's, the part that limb, that limb left Yerushalayim is puzzle. 
So what do you do? You can't break the limb of a, you can't break the bone of a, a carbon Pesach. It's also to break the bone. So what do you do? So you cut off the meat. You cut the meat. The part that left is no good. The part that's still inside, you make, a, you make an incision there and you cut the meat without cutting the bone. She also makes part of the limb left. You cut the meat until you get to the bone. You can't break the bone. And then you peel it back. Then you peel back the good meat, the meat that's still inside your shalim. You pull that back until it reaches the joint, until it comes to the next joint, whatever joint that is. And then you, you cut at that joint. In other words, you cut the tendons, etc., without breaking the bone. You just cut the joint off. Uh, that's what you do by carbon Pesach, because that's the only way, what are you gonna, else are you going to do? You can't break the bone, and you want to eat the rest of the meat, so that's how you do it. Uvo Mukdashen, I'm just reading the rest of the Mishnah, the, the going on in the Mishnah, doesn't quote it on mouth. Mukdashen, Kotzeitz, Bekovitz, Shembo, Shvir, Let's say it wasn't a carbon Pesach, it was some other carbon, so if part of the meat left, whether it's the Azara or left Yerushalayim, whatever its partition is, you could just take a, a cleaver and, and hack off that piece of bone because you can break the bone. Only carbon Pesach is the only carbon that you're allowed to break the bone. So here, we're, we're back on, on, on Pehei Amad Aleph, where we started. So if a limb that part of it left, it's left. And we're talking about, let's say, about the carbon Pesach, right? Uh, and, and, it, um, and, it, and it left the uh, Yerushalayim. Uh, you cut, again, you cut the meat, you cut around the bone. In other words, you cut, you cut off the, the, the meat, separating the good meat from the bad meat down to the bone. And then you peel back the good meat inside the Yerushalayim until you reach the joint. And then you break, you break it off at the joint. Okay, that's what the Mishnah says. But if you say, if you say like Rishlokesh, that what that an Ava limb that doesn't have meat at one side, right? Allah but it has another side, there's no issue. why do you have to peel it back? why do you have to peel it back and reach the joint? Uh, and then cut it off at the joint. Nickel they pour to just pull it back a little bit, and break it at that spot. Rishlokesh maintains that uh, that a bone is only also to break if there's meat on it or in it, but there's meat there. If there's no meat there, even if there's meat at some other point on the bone, that's not a problem. You could break it as long as there's no meat there. So if that's the case, why do you have to peel it all the way back to the joint and then break it off at the joint without breaking the bone? Just peel back the meat a little bit so there's no meat at that point on the bone and break it right there. So, so this, the, the next mission, which offers the solution only of peeling it back to the joint and not breaking the bone when there's no meat on the bone, peel off, peel off the meat from the bone, have the bone clean, empty of meat, and break it there. Since it doesn't offer that solution, it's mashmal like Rabbi Elchanan, you still can't break the bone, even if there's no meat at that point on the bone, as long as there's meat somewhere else. So Abayi Omar, that's not a kasha. Abayi Omar Mishum Pekka. As we said at the end of yesterday's, also the concern there is the reason you don't break the bone there is big. Truth is, maybe your shlakish would say you could break the bone, but we don't break the bone there where there's no meat because you're afraid the, the rest of the bone will crack. Even if you break it there, the rest will crack even where there is meat. Pekka, in other words, once you crack it, you, you crack the bone, the bone might not crack. It might not be a clean cut. You might, uh, you might crack it all the way down and it'll go underneath. 
it, the bone will crack underneath the area where there is meat. So that's a technical problem. Ravino Mervaculius, it could be speaking about a bone, the thigh bone, which has marrow in it. As we said, there may not be pulling, you say you pull back the meat, you know, peel off the meat, so there's no meat on the bone. There's no meat on the bone, but there might, might be meat in the bone. We learned yesterday and Friday that marrow inside the bone is meat. So therefore, that's the problem. That's why you can't do it. So you can't ask Akasha from that Mishnah. And therefore, these questions that, uh, uh, fall off. As usual, seems to be from the Ram Sechen that we possibly like Rabbi Yochanan, that you still can't break the meat even at a point where there is no meat on or inside the bone, but there's meat at other places in the bone. All right, Tanan Hosom, we learn like this. Tanan Hosom, and, and the top of this page, if you saw it yesterday, was really told us that you can't break any bones. Right, even where there's, even where there's, uh, uh, he says, even with brought down this brisa uh, to to show that uh, you don't break. Not only you, you might think that the issue of breaking the bone is when there's no meat, but if there's meat inside, like the marrow, maybe there's a mitzvah sasei. You're supposed to eat the meat, right? So maybe you should break the bone to get to the meat, even though Tosis points out it's not really esadocholosa, say, because esadocholosa, what was the kasha? Maybe I should break, even though the Torah says don't break the bone, maybe break the bone to get the marrow inside because there's a mitzvah to eat the meat. Esadocholosa, say, so Tosis says, it's not really esadocholosa, say, it's only at the same time that you're being over on the losa, say, you're being makayim the assay. But over here, you have to break the bone first in order to get to the meat, so it's not simultaneous. So other Mephorshim say that it doesn't really mean literally but the point is when the Torah seems to say two conflicting ideas. On one hand, don't break the bone. On the other hand, eat the, mo- eat the meat that's inside the bone. So there's, a, there's really only way out is to, you know, you have to, one thing can't be, you know, one, one has to override the other. Don't break the bone, eat the meat inside the bone. There's no way to get to the meat inside the bone because it's hermetically sealed. The marrow is hermetically sealed inside without breaking the bone. That's what the Gemara seems to me. But anyway, we came out that you can't break the bone in either case. Turn on awesome. Now yeah, we get Brian? to... Yeah. Brian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian, if, if you say that you metallic the, the meat back to the joint... Right. And then cut it, and then, and cut it at the joint... Without breaking the bone. The, yeah. Without breaking the bone. Take the meat off the bone there. And then what the bone... Now you're going to take the bone and take it out completely out to burn? What are you going to do with that part of the, the whole bone now? <laughs> Half the bone is outside the machita. What are you going to do with the bone? No, no, no. The, the the whole bone. No, no. You 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 peel you peel it off all the way to the joint. The the meat right. now you're going to eat, and and the bone right. the bone is the bone is partially outside the machitza. You'll burn that whole bone. In other words, the whole bone is pustle, and you'll burn it. Uh, so, but but the, the moak that's in the bone, the meat that's inside the bone, was was tahor. Now you're going to take it all out and burn it. Uh, if if you're the, 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 the marrow hatila? No, so so here here's here's the here's the issue. So so if, if there is a bone that has marrow inside, right, the meat that's on the outside is no problem. You pared that back, but the bone itself, okay. you're not gonna even though it left even though it left the azara, you could burn it inside the azara. In other words, it, it left the azara, but burn it now. You have to burn it, like we learned in the Mishnah. Bones have to be. Uh, bones have to be burnt. Why do they have to be burnt? Because they have marrow inside. And they're no sir. Yeah, there's nothing to do about that. That You'll just burn the bone, like the Mishnah said. All right, so the, here we have another Mishnah that tells us like this. We quoted this Mishnah before and elsewhere. It's awesome. Now we get to the issue. Which it's, since, it's interesting. Since, since we're referring to the next Mishnah about the part of the meat leaving the Azara and therefore becoming puzzle and the bone too, 
So we're going to talk about this issue. Tanas from Yilu and Hapigel Vanos. Hapigel, of course, is Kachim that had a bad machshav. Yem machshav achuslosman. Yet when you did any of the four avodas of Shchit Kabbalah Lachazrik, you had a machshav that you're going to eat a kazayis of it at least outside of its time perimeter, meaning usually a day or two days maximum, and you're going to eat outside. It becomes pigel. So Vanosar, if it's leftover meat, mitamen esiadaim. The rabbis made exer mitarabanan. The rabbis want to discourage the Kohanim from allowing Pigel or Noser to happen. So they said, you know what? If you have Pigel or Noser, it's going to, it's going to be metame your hands. It's going to metame your hands. That's a terrible thing. Now, Ravuna, Rav Chista, Chadomer, one says, one gave a reason. What's the reason for this? Why did the Rabbana make this takon? It's going to metame your hands. Mishim Chashtekuna, because the Kohanim are being suspicious out of anger. They might be angry at one of the Balabatim who was bringing a carbon, and he's going to be mafagal the carbon. He's going to make it puzzle on purpose. The Chadomishim Atzelikun, and some said, because the Kohanim are lazy, they allowed the Noser to happen. So one, the, one, the one who gave the reason, Mar Masni Apigal, the one who gave the reason of Chashtekuna, they're, they're suspected of, uh, of um, purpose, uh, making the animal piggle, making it puzzle, uh, that's, he's, he, he's, he's giving the reason for piggle. The reason, the reason for being lazy, so the one who gave the reason that the Konam are lazy and they're not going to eat it and they're going to let it go bad, that's the reason for Nosar. So no, they're not really arguing. One is giving, the one who gave the reason for suspicion is he's speaking about pig, and the one who gave the suspicion because of, their, uh, because of uh, being lazy is giving, is giving the reason for Nosar. So Mandamasnia Pigel, Mishum Chash Dekuna, the one who gave the reason for Pigel, he gave the reason, the one who gave explanation for why Pigel, they were Matami Daim, because they're, uh, the Kohanim are suspected sometimes of cheating and making the animal puzzle because of anger at the Balabatim. Mandamasnia Nosar, the one who gave the reason for Nosar, Mishum Kuna, as we just explained, because of being lazy. Now, Mar Masne Kazayis and Mar Masne Kibetza. How much is the shear that you need to be Matami Yerdayim? We say over here, Matami Yerdayim and Rabbanan. So one gave the reason as amount of a Kazayis. It says that only Kazayis. Matami, one says the reason of Kibetza. Manda Masne Kazayis Ki Isuro. Just like when are you chayiv if you eat pigel or if you eat Noser, if you had a Kazayis. So the same thing, if you, if you, if you that much uh, Kazayis touched your hands, you're a Tomei. Okay, Mandamasti Kibetza, the one who gave this Kibetza, Ketumaso, because what's Matame? A shear of food that's Matame is only a size of a Kibetza. As we've learned many times, any amount of food can become Tame, but in order for, for food to be Matame, something else, you have to shear of Kibetza. You might ask, like Tosa says, you know, <laughs> they're worried about their hands becoming Tame. Here, they're not worried about making something Pigel or make, make something Nosar. The eat, eating of which, if you eat Pigel or Nosar, you have Kares, and they're going to be worried about Tommy Adam. The answer is yes. That uh, even Rishon Rashi says, um, even Rishon were very machmer about Tuma. You know, there's sometimes Jews are very machmer about something, even though something else is, uh, seems to be more stringent, but they're very, very particular about that. In those days, they were very machmer, they were very particular about uh, not having their hands Tommy. So now, we, so we said, okay, so fine. So in those cases, uh, uh, the rabbi said that if you're going to make something piggle or nosar, it's matami your hands. Ibailu yotze. What happens if if the carbon left, let's say the base migdash or left Yerushalayim in the case of Kachim Kalim? What do you say there? We just said yotze can't leave the if it, come, if it goes outside the uh, has to be eaten inside. If it goes outside its perimeter, it becomes puzzle. So did the rabbi say there also it's matami your hands? Just like the rabbis met Xera and said pigel or no sir is matami your hands. Did they say the same thing by? Food, kachim that left the, its perimeter. 
You say no, so the gozer tuma dasilatsulebe. You know why by no, so they were gozer tuma because people will be lazy. They say, no, there's so much meat here. I'm not eating anymore. Let it stay overnight. So they're the rabbanim and exer because people will be lazy. But to take it outside the azara or outside Yushalayim, apukibi a dime, lomafkibi a dime. Uh, be a dime, then I can actually take it out. That's all, like that on purpose thing, you know. Like when no, sir, all right, we're gonna lazy. We we're not gonna bother eating at all. Some will get left over. It was sort of like a cheval tasse. But uh, taking something outside of the perimeter is an active, uh, intentional action, and that you're not gonna do. And therefore, the rabbis were not goes there. They didn't make a special decree. Logos tuma. What do you say? There's no difference. That's like that's just like they were goes there by pigle and by tuma. They were goes there by yotze also. So we're going to try to bring proofs. Tashma. So what do we just say to Mishnah? An aver. Part of it, part of the limb left its perimeter. You cut down till the part that you get to the bone. You peel it back until you get to the joint. And you cut it there. If you say there are bone goes to why does that help? What happens if you cut it off? What's the difference? Let's, what happened over here was you had a limb full of meat on it, right? Part of it left Yerushalayim. Part of it left the walls of Yerushalayim. That, become, that part becomes, we're saying, the rabbi said, if it left it, it's tummy. So what, what would the solution of cutting the meat, you know, cutting it right there and then peeling it back? The part that you touch, touch the part that you're cutting off, the good part that's inside, touched the other part already, right? It's one big piece of meat. It's one big limb. So what if you're saying that once it left your slime, the part that left is tummy, so it's metame the other part also, that the part that you're cutting, what does it help to take a knife and cut it down to the bone? It's still meta, it's still one is metame the other. So the Gemara says, no, that's tumastarum. Tumastarumi, but tumastarum lo metame. Concealed tum is not metame. In other words, like we've had before, Tumas base storm. There we talked about. Remember, if uh, you had, a, let's say, a tummy ring inside your stomach where you can't see it, it's concealed. It's not metame the inside. Here also, it's a similar thing. It's not exactly the same, but tuma that you can't see, it's touching inside. It's like skin against skin. It's one piece of meat. Tuma inside. Tuma is only something that's learned out of a pusik if your hands touch it, right? It's it's only where the where where it's not visible. Komaga Rashi says Chibur Beis Astarim a concealed Sheimakom Magar Kanir Nir if it's not visible. Ptumas Nafik Mesech Tzidu Lo Metami Miviyad La Shetamayim Pregnosis to be Inan Degiya Be Yadaim Shengol. Tumas only transferred when it's visible. That's learned out of a pasuk. Here, when it's concealed, it's inside. The meat's touching the meat, right? You're cutting a piece of meat. Half is no good. Half is good. Yeah, but it's concealed where it's where it, where it's being metame and it's concealed. That's not metame. That's fine. Let's say an alive animal or a person where you can't see the tuma, right? There's tuma inside, and you can't see it. It's concealed. Then it's not metame. But food is not considered is not considered mechubar. Food is easily taken apart. You can make a sandwich. You can put it back together again, right? So he says, "Chiburu ochlin lav chiburu." It's like separated Michael and Amer. So again, what are you going to say there? If you maintain that what? That the food that left the Azara uh, or left the, the Yerushalayim becomes Tameh, the rabbis made it, is, is metame your hands, right? It's metameh, metameh your hands. So how does it help to cut the meat over here for the part that left one's metameh the other? How can I go about Become metameh. They're touching one another. In other words, the part of the, the, part of the limb that left uh, the left its partition is touching the part that didn't leave, and it's metamid. El so so therefore the chora it's a proof 
that what that there is no tumma because if there would be tumma, the solution of of, of of paring it down, of cutting it and paring it back, wouldn't help. So no, that's not a kasha. Elamanda masti kazayis, the kazayis. Very simple. I'll tell you why it works over there. It's speaking about where there's no kazayis. Very little meat on that bone. It's a very maybe it's a small bone. It's a flegal or something, right? Small bone has very little meat on it. Elamanda masti is the one who says that how much of food do you need to be matame in the case of pigle or no, sir? You need a kazayas. So you're speaking with there's no kazayas. Amanda Mastikabetza, the last bekabetza, very simple. Maybe the Mishnah is speaking about, maybe it really is tame. If, if it left, if Yotze, if it left its partition, the food is tame and it's matame your hands. But there was very little over here. Maybe the Mishnah is speaking about it. There's very little, less than a kazayas or less than kabeya, depending on how you hold, and therefore it's not matame. Let's bring another proof. Tashma. Hamotzi basar pesach mechabura lechabura. As we said, you're not allowed to take the food of the Pesach outside of Yishlaim. You can't even take it from one group to another group. If you take one, Afbishu below Sase, there's a low Sase. We'll see the low Sase Rashi points out as low Yeochav. It becomes possible, Kikodeshem. You shouldn't eat it. Afbishu below Sase. Tor, it's still pure. It's not, it's not Tame. My love, Tor, V'Aser. Don't we mean that it's Aser to eat it, and yet it's Tor? Taking the food from one chabur to another is like taking it outside of your shalayim. So it's usher to eat it, and yet you say it's tar, right? So you see that it's that that yotze it is not tame. The rabbis didn't put exera and say that yotze is tame, right? The yotze mechabur chabur ki yotze mechutzim mechutzasadami umiv salafiluachik tani tar. It's still tar. So that's a proof to our question lachara that. Even though that uh, it's not like Pila Nosa where the rabbis decreed Tuma on it, but rather Yotze is puzzle, but it's not Matama your hands. Amalu Gazabra Rabbanan Tuma. This is low, no proof. Torah Mutter. Over there, it's speaking about there, the Isser of taking it from one Chabura to another Chabura is not so bad. And it's Mutter to eat it, then it's Tar. But because leaving, going from one Chabura to another is not like taking it outside of Yishalayim. Right? Velo Mifsel. What do you mean? What do you mean it's not possible? If you eat it, you're over in the low sase of lo yeochel kikodashem. If something came possible, you're not allowed to eat it. So, so, so there, it is asr to eat. How can you say it's tar, it's mutter? It is asr to eat. And yet, you, if you still say it's tar, that shows that even though it's asr be that again, yotze from chabur to chabur is like yotze from Yishalayim, and it's asr to eat now, you have a lot of low sase, and yet you say it's tar. So Bishlam, the one who says that where do the rabbis say that it's matame if there's a kabeitza? This kazayas for less kabeitza. Very simple. Maybe over there, this case is speaking about where there is a kazayas, so that's why you're over in a low sase, right? You're, 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 it's also eating and you're over in a low sase. But there's no, there's no kabeitza. So maybe really it could be matame. But over here it's tar because you didn't have a shear of kabeitza. Elamanda or kazayas, Michael, remember? The one who says that the iser is kazayas and, and, or, and that the tumma, uh, the tumma extends, the rabbi's iser of, of tumma extends even on a kazayas. Here it has to be speaking with us a kazayas because you said, that uh, that he's he's over on on the low sase of eating it right. Midiktani ochlo below sase it's mashmadika kazayas rashi says we're speaking like kazayas even though chazi shir is also manator but it's mashmadik you'd be you'd be chayev for for you'd be over on the low sase and you'd get malchus for that. So the kazayas Michael remember what are you going to say over here? It seems to be. It seems to be that there is no iser of tumah because it says that if you take it from chabur to chabur, it's like taking it outside of Yishalayim. It's usher to eat now. It's puzzle, and yet you say that it's tar. So you see, there's no the rabbis did not decree tumah in the case of yotze, 
Ella, Biyotze Bepesach Liboilam. Let's go back to the original question. The question was, is Yotze as bad as Pigel and Nosar? No. Yotze Bepesach Liboilam, Dola goes over the run, Ratuma, my timer. But Echabura's reasoning. A, a carbon pestle is usually not eaten alone. Technically, you could be. You can have a chabur of one, as we'll talk, but there's a shaila about that. We'll talk about that later on. But generally, it's eaten in groups. There's reason. And since it's groups, everybody, uh, everybody um, uh, is very, um, you know, people are diligent. And they warn one another, right? Everybody says, oh, be careful. Don't eat, don't take it outside. So, you know, people are very careful with that. And the rabbis did not, we're not goes there by carbon Pesach, then maybe they'll take it outside the group or outside of your shalim because it's eaten in groups and people will, uh, will um, uh, warn one another and there'll, there'll be a great stringency. The rabbis didn't see, didn't see it necessary to gozer tumah there. The rabbis were gozers. We said tumah by piggle, uh, because, uh, some coinum are under suspicion that they'll cheat, uh, or are no sir, because they'll be lazy. But over here, the rabbis didn't have any reason to suspect them. So by carbon pesach, there was no issue. And yod say there, it w- they certainly did not decree tumah. Kikamibon be also bekachim. Other kachim, which is not eaten necessarily in groups. So there, the rabbis. There, that's our question: Were they goes or tumah there or not? And that question stands. How do we know? He says that's an interesting thing. You say I understand. But a carbon pesach that you took from one group to another group is aser. How do we know that it's aser? The tanya and it becomes puzzle. Don't take, by carbon Pesach, it says, don't take it out of the house. Don't take any of the meat out of the house. Chutza, outward. Just say, don't take it out of the house. That word chutza seems extra. House to house, I understand. How do I know you can't even take it within the same house? You could have a big house and you could have several chaburas there. You can't even take it from a chutza. Outside of the place where it's designated to be eaten there. So that's the losa said you can't take it outside, not only outside of your shalayim, like all karbanos, it can't be taken out of your shalayim, but carbon pesach can't even be taken one chaburah to another. Amr If you do take out basar from one group to another, you're not chayiv, until you deposit it, you put it down. Why? Because it says, don't take it, right? Like by Shabbos, where we talk about like we learned at the beginning of Shabbos, you need a removal and a deposit. In other words, you're not until you pick it up and you put it down in the other Chaburah. Masav you say you have to pick it up and put it down. When they would take out the parvasar of Yom Kippur and Palm Dovashel Tzibor, those are Kabanas, what we call Paramanasraf, Masirmanasraf, that we say in Kabanas, beginning of Ezo, Ezo Makoman. Paramanasraf may have to be burnt outside of Yushalayim, not like Karbanos that became puzzle in the, in the Azara, they have to be burnt in the Azara. Parmasrafim are are they're supposed to be burned. Their process is to burn them. They're not eaten at all. And those have to be burned outside of Yushlaim, out of all three machnas. So it says over there, if they were schlepping them out, if they were carrying them out, how you Muslim, they would carry them out on poles. Harishonim, it's learned out of a pasik because it says mina machna, even though it's supposed to be taken out of all three machnas. And here it says if you take it out of one machna, he's tame, to show you that as soon as he left the Azara, the one who left the first guys, the guys carrying on poles, the, the lead person on the lead end of the pole, Yatsu Chutzachomas, as soon as he left out the Azara, 
the people holding the end of the pole, the back of the pole, uh, they are still inside the Azara. Harishonim, Metam Begadim, the first guys are Metam Begadim. They're Metam the clothes that they're wearing. That's the Xerus Akasa that the people carrying it, as soon as they, they carry it out, they, they're Chai, they're, they're Begadim or Tameh. So we learn out of a Pasuk, even though it's supposed to be burnt, you take it all the way out of, out of Yerushalayim, out of all three Machnas to burn there. But as soon as the first ones, as soon as the guys carrying it, as soon as they left the Azara, they're Begadim or Tameh. So the first ones are Tameh, even though the, the last ones are still inside. Falonach. Yeah, but if they're still carrying it, why do you say the first ones are Tomei and the last ones aren't because they're still carrying it, but it hasn't rested yet, they haven't deposited it? So Rav asked and answered, speaking about where they, they, they were uh, dragging it out. It wasn't suspended in air like, you know, like they were holding it on poles above their, above their heads and was suspended, but rather they were schlepping it out and therefore that's like it was deposited, right? If you carry it out, you're schlepping it, you're making an Akira and Anacha at the same time. Says the Mishnah, this is the Mishnah we learned on Amar Aleph, Eivr Shiyatsu Mekzasa, again, the limb that led, part of the limb left Yerushalayim, Chotech Atzam, you cut down until you get to the bone, Vekolofen, you pare it back, you peel it back, Atzamigil Perak, until you reach the joint, Vekolofen, and then you cut, the, cut it at the joint, so you don't break the bone. Uvu Mekdash, and let's say it wasn't the carbon pencil, it was just another carbon, Kotech Bekovitz, you can cut it with a cleaver, break it with a cleaver, because you don't care if you break the bone there. Shame the Mishmir, there's no way of breaking the bone. Now, where what is considered outside? Outside, where is you said if if you left, if you left, if you left the mechitza, if you left this partition, what is considered outside? What's considered inside? So, managafalafnim in the doorway, from the doorway inside is like inside, like you're in the partition, you're inside inside your shlime or inside the azara. Managafalachutz from the doorway and outwards, kilachutz is like the outside. So, the question of course is going to be, what about within the doorway, in within the door jam there, but in the doorway where the door closes, in the doorway itself. What is considered, is that considered inside or outside? Well, tomorrow we'll discuss that. Hachalonos, the wall, the, the windows, meaning the open spaces within the walls of Yerushalayim, the Obeyachoma, and the thickness of the wall, Kalifnim is considered like inside. Again, tomorrow we'll discuss all this. Amar Biyunamarab, the Chaynatfila. You know what? The same thing applies to people. What do we mean there? You say that if you're standing within the doorway, then you're considered part of the minion. If you're outside of the doorway, you're not. Rashi says, You can count for the ten. Of course, this is important today when we're, many of us are still davening outside that in order to be counted for the minion, people have to be able to see one another. It's a shayla, whether the chazan has to see everybody or they could see him, but you, know, you have to be able to be visible. You can't be hidden somewhere. So here... Here we're talking, he says, he says, the Tanakhama says here that if you stand inside, you can, you can count for a minion of ten. But if you're standing out, outside of the doorpost, then it doesn't count. So that's what Yudhu Rav says, the same rules apply to Kachim about eating inside the door and outside the door. The same thing applies to, uh, to, uh, to davening. Interesting that we're, the Gemara is really going right to the end of the Mishnah. We're not talking about the peeling and all that. That was dealt with on Ahmed Aleph, right? So it could very well be that the Mishnah, you know, maybe in the Mishnayis, this was all learned in the, the, you know, in the previous Mishnah, because the Gemara that described this Mishnah was really, we had basically on Ahmed Aleph. In any case, that's what Yudah Rav says. He's you don't have to be able to be visible. Even a partition, an iron partition, is not nafsik between 
the Jews and God because it's all in our hearts, right? That's all uh, something in our hearts and our hearts can be misfollowed. We don't have to actually see one another. We all have one kavana to Hashem. So he disagrees with that. Allah, though, I think it's like Rabbi Yudam you got to be able to see him. So please, even if there's a doorway, it doesn't, you can count. As long as you know you got 10 people, there, that's good enough. However, not on Zoom. Hagufakasha, right? So we, we asked the Haraba, the Mishnah seems to say, seems to be contradicting. The Mishnah says, listen, from the doorway and inside is considered like inside. From the doorway and outside is considered outside. So Hagufakasha, Amit, Menagafalafnim, Kilafnim. From the doorway and inside is like inside. Hagafatzmo, Kilachutz. It says, from the doorway inside. So inside is okay, but what mash for the doorway itself is like outside. Ema Sefer, the Sefer says, Menagaf Lechutz, Kilachutz. From the doorway and outward is out, like outside. Hagaf Atzma Kilachnim, mash for the doorway is inside. Slow Kasha. Kan Bashari Azara, Kan Bashari Yushalayim. We're talking about, are we talking about the gates of the Azara of the base of Mikdash, or are we talking about the Shari Yushalayim? The Roshmover, yes, what do we mean? Rashi says, Shari Yushalayim, Agaf Atzma is like outside. In other words, the, the, the walls of Yerushalayim, the doorway, the gates of Yerushalayim are considered outside. We're going to explain why. They were not those, those, uh, those gates, those doorways or those gates. But the doorways of, of the Azara were sanctified with one exception, as we'll see. Why were the gates, the gateways, let's call them the gateways, the doorway in the gates, of your shrine, why were they not made holy? The Mitzara, we mentioned before, Mitzara is, is the one kind of tumma that has to go outside of all three machnos. You remember, the uh, mace can be in Machnabia, the, the Zov can be in Machna Yisrael, but the Mitzara has to leave all the machnos. So he says he has to go, he has to go outside of all the machnos, outside of your shrine, but they were not Makadesh. The or Makdish rather, they were not Makdish the the uh, the gateways of the walls of Yerushalayim, so that the Mitzarim can hang out there. Shemitzaran Megina and Tachtayim, they they will take cover underneath those gateways of the the uh, the stones, meaning the doorway of these of these gates. in the summer from the sun, they could take cover over there. That's why they. That's why they were not mocked, just to, to allow that. So those doorways, those doorways are considered outside Yerushalayim. That's what we mean that we said, that's the doorway of Yerushalayim, right? From, that's going inward from there, but the doorway itself is considered outside. That's the walls of Yerushalayim. But all we said, the walls of the, of the Azara, all those doorways within those gates are considered holy with one exception, except for the Shar Nikner. Shar Nikner, named after the famous Nikner who brought the gates, you know, those, uh, those, uh, those big uh, gates from, uh, from Mitzrayim and the miracle that happened on the boat. So they called it Shar Nikner because of him. And Shar Nikner was the eastern side of the Azara, of the Azara. And why were they not Makhjet? Because the Mitzrayim can stand there and put their and put their thumbs inside. Now, what do we mean by that? We just said Matsuri has to leave all three machnos. But after he's Matar himself, after his Saras, after his leprosy left, right, he goes to the mikvah, he's Matar for seven days, goes to the mikvah, then he has to bring a carbon. Now, when he brings a carbon, he's going to a Mechusikipurim. A Mechusikipurim, Rashi explains, is also not allowed to go into the Azara. He can't go into the Azara itself, yet he has to put his hands, his, his thumbs, and his toes inside to be sprinkled by the dam of the Asham and by the Shemen, and be anointed with those things. Now, how does he do that? 
He can't go inside. The answer is either Bia B'mitzvah Slav Shema He stands in the Shar Nikner, which doesn't have the holiness of the Azara. They were not Maktish there. And he puts his, let's say, his thumbs in and put, uh, coming in partially is not considered Bia. Or if you hold the Bia B'mitzvah Ishma Bia, it's a special Xerah because the Torah told us that he has to stand there. The Torah says that's how he's Matar himself. He's got to stand there. So either... Either he's allowed to put his fingers in or his, you know, parts of his body in because Bia B'mitzvah is not considered coming in or because the Torah specifically allowed part of him to come inside. Uh, that's the Torah allowed. However, he can't stand his whole body in the Azara, so therefore he stands in the Shara Nikter and that wasn't allowed. But all the other Sharim of the Azara were sanctified. The Mishnah goes on, the windows are the thickness of the walls. So we said that considers like inside the walls. It's like inside the walls. And Rashi says over here, in other words, the walls of Yerushalayim are considered like Yerushalayim itself. Yes, the gateways, the gate inside the gateway, inside the doors of the gateway, of the gate, <coughs> we said they were not Makhdashtad, so the Mitzoras could take refuge there, could take cover from the uh, rain and from the, and from the sun. But the walls of Yerushalayim themselves and the thickness of the walls were considered like Yerushalayim. But, 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 but the walls, yes. So now the Gemara is like this. What about the rooftop? The rooftop of the, uh, uh, of the, of Yerushalayim or the rooftop of the Azora, right? Or the rooftops of the chambers of the Azora, uh, for the Kedusha of Azora. They were not. In other words, we said the thickness of the walls, like windows within the wall, that is Kadosh. But the top of the wall, the roof, is, did not have Kedusha. Meaning you can't eat there, you can't eat Kachim Kalam on the rooftops of the walls of your Shlaim, and you can't eat uh, uh, Kachim Kachim on the rooftops of the chambers in the Azara. When, there, when a lot of people had eaten one carbon Pesach, and there was a multitudes of people there, everybody only had a Kezayis, and there was a lot of people there, or Vahalila, and then they said Halal. We're not talking about the Halal that they did the Bishas, they brought the carbon on Yudal. We're talking about after they ate the carbon Pesach, they said Halal there. Paka Igra. In other words, from the, from the amount of people eating the carbon Pesach and from singing Halal, the rooftops cracked. It sounded like there was such a multitude of people, there's such a, a commotion there, that it sounded like the rooftops cracked. Mashma, my love, doesn't that mean the Achli Be'igra, that they ate the carbon Pesach on the rooftop? You just said that the rooftop did not have Kedusha Vishlam, so you couldn't eat the carbon Pesach on the rooftop. My love, the Achli Be'igra, Ba'amri Be'igra, and they said that, and they said hollow on the rooftop there too. So it's Mashma that they, that they ate the, ate it on the rooftops as low. The Achli Be'ara, they ate the carbon Pesach on the ground, meaning inside the homes. But they said howl after they finished after they finished the Seder, they went and sat on top on the rooftops and they said hollow there. Then the noise was so great that it sounded that it, that it sounded like the like the rooftops were cracking. Ain't is that so but we all know that phrase. After the carbon pesach, after you finished eating the carbon pesach, which was eaten ala sova, like all kachim, because you're not supposed to eat it like a glutton, like you're just starving because you're starving, but eat it when you're full already, you finish it. And after you finish that off, after your maftir, so to speak, after you finished off the carbon the pesach, right, afikoman, you don't take it outside, you don't eat it anywhere else. 
you don't go outside. We can't go from one Chabura to another Chabura. So in other words, once you finish eating, you're not supposed to go from one Chabura to another Chabura. It's like you're saying, you're taking the food to another place. It's Lokasha. While you could still eat it, when it's the time of eating it before midnight, then you shouldn't, when you finish the carbon, you might finish eating carbon Pesach, when you feed in Pesach, you shouldn't go to another place. You shouldn't take it like say, oh, let's go, let's go eat some more somewhere else. Let's go to another Chabura and we'll eat somewhere else. Let's pick up our Caleb and go somewhere else. That's the Lashon of Afikoman according to this Shita. Afikoman means like Afikoman, let's take it out. Let's take it out. Okay, let's stay on here. Okay, we finished, boys. Let's go for a beer somewhere else, right? Let's go eat some more. So that's only Bishasachil's Edisr, but after, after the Zman that you couldn't eat anymore, then you were allowed to go and eat on the rooftops. Right, so therefore, therefore, what are we saying? That really, you're not allowed to eat on the rooftops of your of your slime walls. You can only eat within the walls. You can only eat within the walls themselves. Within the walls is considered, or on the ground in your house, whatever. But in the rooftops of the walls, it was forbidden to eat because that wasn't considered part of your shalim. All right, we'll pick up here tomorrow, Mishnah from Tashma, to see more proofs about this question. We're, tr- we're going to try. Obviously, we're saying that you can't eat on the rooftops of the walls, on the top of the walls. We're going to try to bring proofs indicating that you could. So we'll discuss that further tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. Have a good day, everybody. Shavua Tov.